in the market for affordable home improvement products? Eubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Eubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. What's happening, Wolverines? Tad Brace here alongside my co-host, Travis Kiewit. Travis, what's going on? Great day to be a Wolverine, Tad. Every day's a great day to be a Wolverine. Every day it is. is a great day. We have a lot of good things going on around here. You know, every just one of these times I want to start off by saying, you, you remember the old commercial, what's that? What's that? Yeah, yeah, I, it was Bud Light, I, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I I want to start off a commercial like that. So what's that? I don't know why, but I don't know. You could do it. Showing my you age. Go, what's that? What's that? Yeah. Loose change. We could. You know, I'm going to try it next week. Hold me to it. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll forget by then, but. Uh, me too. That's why I had you hold it to me. I'll have to put it in my notes on my phone, otherwise I will forget. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got uh, a really fun lineup tonight. Uh, really, in we got Steve Coop coming on, and Steve recently announced that he's going to be retiring at the end of this year. And I think if you know Steve or you know anyone who's known Steve, he's probably one of the nicest guys you you will ever run into. Yep, and I, you, somebody. I just found out the news. I didn't know that he had done this. And um, so we kind of talked about it with a few people. And one thing that kept coming up was um, how he was able to relate to every student. You know, it didn't matter what walk of life they came from or, you know, nothing mattered. It, he was going to find that connection uh, with that student. So that, that was kind of cool to to hear. And, you know. Yeah. And that's one of those things that. Uh, a teacher like Steve, um, fantastic guy, tough, tough to replace just because yeah. of, of all he's meant to the kids and district, but everyone's going to wish him well because he has earned it and it is, it's time for him. Yep. Yep. Good for him. Um, on the, the next thing here, so we have Steve coming on. Then we also have a homecoming King royalty, keeping the trend going here. Nolan Dahl. Yeah. Hopefully the studio is. Up to his likings, or is... yeah, we need to maybe look at some new chairs or furniture right. in here because right. we'll have to we'll have to see what his approval rating is. I did. Did you clean the 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 curtains? Yeah, the, the curtains in here. No, I did not clean them, but I did cut them off. So I, for those of you, I know a lot of people obviously don't come in and just look in our studio, <laughs> but Travis is done. 
Kurt, you John- hear- Kurt Johnson helped me with the curtain. You hear so me I- talk more because he's running all the technology aspect of it, but he does so much more. He's at home. He's the one who edits. He does all this stuff. He deserves 95% of the credit when it comes I'm to about this. about 95? Po- I'd say uh, 92 at least, and a half. At least 93% of the credit for the podcast. I mean, he's really the the brainchild and the wheels behind everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I appreciate that, but I think it's a joint effort. But he, anyways, he's got this place looking great. It, I did get down some more carpet squares. Got some new, and you, you think it sounds goofy, but we there's a lot that goes into soundproofing this room and uh, keeping it inviting for our guests, and you know it sounds dumb, but well, I, I, do, I do wonder what the guests think because we have a couple wood tables here, and ours has uh, two or three or four carpet squares, and they're just randomly thrown on here, and then there's two on the guests' table, and I I always wonder what they think. Nobody says anything about it, but. I wonder if they're thinking, why, know, why are there carpet their squares? Eyes. You why don't know the, if it's a good thing or a bad right. thing. Right. Why, why are carpet squares on, on the table? Yeah. And it's more of just a, a damper. But yeah. And like I said, Travis does goes above and beyond um, for loose change and, and for the listeners. So if you see him, make sure you give my, the co host here a, a shout out. Um, so again, Steve Coop, followed by Nolan Dahl. And then we also have Joanna Seymour. Coming in, she was our first yeah, ever. two-timer. Yep, first ever podcast episode, uh, season one, episode one. So it'll be fun for us to see what she thinks of, of the new digs, too. When she yeah, she hasn't here. been in here yet, and um, I would think that it would be hopefully to her liking. She is a jack-of-all-trades, too. She is. She's got her. She's got her hands in a lot of different pots. She can do so many different things, and she can have a conversation with anybody about anything right. at any given time, and it's phenomenal. Right. She's my go-to for when I'm running into problems for ninety-six percent of the things. Yeah, a lot of people will come to me, um, you know, kind of with the software or you know a program and stuff, and I'm like, boy, I, I could help you. I'd probably be wasting a lot of your time, or you could go to Joanna. Not that I want to pawn off any work, but she will be able to answer this question very quickly and probably give you a solution fast. Yeah, it's kind of it's funny. You've got like, is this a Tad question or a Joanna question? Right. And you right. can tell pretty quickly which one it right. is. <laughs> so, um, it should be a fun episode. I can't wait for everyone to get in here and uh, get our interviews underway. Yep. Uh, we'd like to appreciate everybody listening to the Loose Change. I know we, I, I think we went over 4,500. Yeah, over 4,500. We, we had about 200 uh, listens last week. Yeah. We got to be getting close to that 5,000. So it, it, it does mean a lot to us because, you know, we enjoy doing it. So it, it doesn't, it's not like work for us. Right. But, it does make it worthwhile. Right. There's a little time commitment, you know, to we're both taking time away from the family and, and things like that. So it is, you know, it always feels good when, when there are people out there listening or when, you know, you're out there and, and somebody says, oh, listen to the podcast, you know, nice job. And, you know, it was, that was pretty cool. And so it, that's why we do it. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So just a, a different avenue uh, to learn about DNH. Yep. We got a lot of th- cool things happening here. So, all right. Wolverines, hang on tight. Be back shortly.
The Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. All right, Wolverine Nation, we've got a very special guest joining us in the podcast booth tonight. Uh, Steve Coop is joining us here, and this is this is a fun one for us. We're excited. Steve, how are you? Great. Yourself? I'm not too bad. All right. Early out day. Yeah. It's nice to get get in here a little earlier. A little PD action. Exactly. Always always trying to always work ourselves right? up every day or every day. So always interesting. <laughs> okay. So Steve, let, can you go <laughs> ahead and uh, provide a little bit of background information about yourself, you know, growing up, school, family? Yeah. Well. I was born in 66, New Hartford country, grew up on a farm, knew right away I wanted to be a farmer, and uh, I grew up in the 80s, so I entered high school in 79 and graduated college in 89, so junior high, high school, college, I'm a product of the 80s, which is a really strange decade, if you know. <laughs> um, so then I went to college to uh, Wartburg, I was going to go one year. Well, let's get back a little bit. I went all the way through school in New Hartford, just the Hawks at that time, you know, and uh, loved sports. Like any other boy, like sports and girls and typical guy, farming, cars. And uh, So actually, when did you graduate from New Hartford? 85. 85, okay. So we actually had cars you could work on, you know, and then no computers right. in them and stuff. That was pretty cool. And uh, so I played baseball, basketball, football, and track. We only had one option in spring. We only had track. I'd have loved to have learned how to golf at that age and do something else, but we had track, and track was big over there. And I got to go to state and track because Kurt Johnson was my anchor. And you didn't have to be fast. You just had to be fast enough to be on his relay, and then you'd go to state. <laughs> That's that awesome. guy could really I've, run. I've heard stories about that. Yeah. My kids laugh because at Dyke New Hartford, you, win, you have winning seasons. Well, that, and going through high school, I was only on one team all the way through that had a winning season. That was my junior year of basketball. Uh, one time in baseball, we played Clarksville, and uh, we went through 25 batters. I stood in center field. That's oh, a lot. Holy of, smokes. Oh, yeah, we were out there like almost an hour in the outfield. Anyway, <laughs> I love to play sports, and I don't even know why because we lost a lot of games. But, boy, we had fun. So, uh, so I went to Wartburg. I was going to be an engineer. And then I uh, took all those classes, and then that summer I coached uh, junior high baseball. Absolutely loved working with the kids. And then I thought, well, I want to farm, and I like coaching kids. I thought, I'll stay with the math and the physics and be a teacher and farmer, which has been really good, but it's just been really busy. And uh, I tell my kids, pick one and do just one. But I never figured out which one I didn't want to do, you know, so... That's so, a good. That's a good problem yeah, right there. Yeah, and you're a legit full time farmer. Yeah, well, I mean as how, much as I can. How do you? Well, that is unbelievable. I, my son is there. Tom's there full time, and I have some great help. Right. And then we do some things pretty simple. We just no till our beans and 
strip till the corn and don't don't do a lot of extra tillage. And I don't know what those it, mean, but I'm well, guessing keep it, it just simple. it helps out. Keep it simple. Okay. That way, yeah. And I have summers off, so I run the sprayer and sure weekends, evenings. I try to quit by ten o'clock in the fall because crabby teachers are no good at school. <laughs> so I I don't work late. I, I tried that when I was younger, and that's a disaster. <laughs> so that's but, very good. Yeah. All right, so what about family now? What's your family okay, situation so, uh, now? My oldest son is married, lives two miles from me, and he farms. And his wife is a uh, Corey is a actually a guidance counselor over at Hudson, and a great gal. And my daughter Rachel, that's an interesting story. She's going to be a teacher. She's going to be on the nine-year plan to be a teacher because she changed her mind a few times. She already got a master's degree in something else, but she's oh, wow. in Kansas City, and she's going to be a special ed teacher. She should be good, though, because I was on the 10-year plan for just a bachelor's. <laughs> yeah, so all I came out was with a bachelor's, so yeah, I, I, I don't feel real good about myself right now. I have two masters. <laughs> I don't know if ever used one. But, uh, and then Tim is at Iowa State. He's a junior, and he's studying data analytics, and he's working for the DOT and uh, doing real well in school. Doesn't really know what he wants to do. Throws out there a few different ideas, graduate school and law school and things like that. So he'll he'll figure it out. Is Tim the one that makes those like funny signs? Like uh, no, he's driving more the... in. They they give him data and they oh. crunch the data. And he's a math guy and an analyzing kind of guy. And like if you go on three eighty, you see the right, sign that right. says "Don't, don't veer for deer." Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those right. puns. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I I actually had the pleasure of I taught Tim, but then. I got to work with Corey and Rachel as substitutes in our oh, yeah. building a few yeah, different yeah. times too. So it's been really, they're both really, really good people. Yeah. And I was at uh, Hudson maybe just the one year. Oh, when, yeah. uh, she oh came when Corey over. was there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then my over. wife, she's amazing. Uh, she's a school social worker and she has Dyke New Hartford schools and uh, AP schools. And uh, she just keeps everything together at home. She's awesome. So. That's good. Yeah. The glue. Um, do you think Rachel will come back in the area, or does she want to? Well, that would be or? my dream. We'll we'll see. I mean, she loves Kansas City. She's, I like it in the country, but she likes all these millions of things to do. And I like to go down and see her. And I like to go to the city for a couple of days and then go back to the country. But right now, she's stage of life. She, she loves it. She lives with Maddie Dimro, who she graduated from, sure, Dyke New Hartford with, and they're having a good time together. So very good. She actually was coaching junior high volleyball, and it's way different than any volleyball she's used to. Like one girl's phone fell out of her uniform during a game on the floor. And, <laughs> like Diane probably wouldn't have had that. So, but yeah, she, did did she get the ball though? Was that? I don't remember, but they they showed me videos of it. But they finally won a set, and the whole junior high student body and everybody stormed the court in the middle of the. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Because they fight. that's the first one they won, yeah. so they're making excited. progress, yeah. right? Right, yeah, that's yep. right. She's Going bringing from, that winning uh, mentality. Cell that's phones right. flying out to winning sets. You bet. <laughs> uh, so, what's your favorite? You're in the math and physics area. Yep. What's your favorite uh, topic or subject to teach within that um, area? I really like to teach physics a lot, pre-calc, because I just think physics. When I was growing up, I really didn't want to learn about. To be honest, I didn't care about mythology and what is it, iambic pentameter and stuff like that. I wanted to learn how stuff worked. So me and the neighbor kids, we'd tear apart stuff. And then that's what I like about physics, try to understand the energy and the matter right. and how, how a refrigerator works, how does a speedometer work, stuff like that. So I like to show kids that kind of stuff. 
I visited your classroom once and you were talking about the different types of engines. Oh yeah. And I was just I was like a kid in your class, just kinda like zoning in. I could tell how passionate you were and everything. It's funny, else. I, I have a lot of the knowledge of, of the different engines, but being able to work on them myself, I'm not that good at that. But I understand <laughs> the concepts, you know. Sometimes that's so, that's what you need though. Yeah. You need to have that person behind to right. crunch yeah. the numbers. It wouldn't be Travis or Ida. Uh, no, if you've listened to podcasts, you know that math is not my strong it's, suit. That's kind of an American thing, isn't it? To like, it's people have some camarader- camaraderie. The people that aren't good at math, don't you think it's yeah? Like you're more popular if you're not good at math in the United States. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. it seems that way. I, I don't. That's a great question. I I don't. I, I don't think so because i would like to be smart well at math. that doesn't mean you're not smart and, and this math is like is basic math yeah i mean this isn't even like breaking down the quadratic equation there you or go. hey at least you know the what pythagorean a quad- theorem a or quadratic what equation well like, that's because i've heard it <laughs> that makes me smart that makes me sound smart <laughs> we just, like you're impressed oh, i have yeah. no idea <laughs> if you told me to write the equation i could tell you that there's probably an a and a b and a c and that's about it it hasn't hurt you though has it no not yeah. well it hasn't hurt me only because I have friends that excel in that. There you and go. So I, I use right. my resources. That's right. Because I would love to. One thing I we're getting off construction. I oh, always yeah. have to go to Jeff Reinecke, Reinecke oh, yeah. Construction, and that guy is an absolute wizard. And the way his mind thinks and stuff like that, I I just wish I could have something where I'm thinking, you know, just that way of how to. You know, how something works or how to manipulate it this way. And I just, I, I can't, I, I just Everybody can't just, get around it. But I man, know, but you can do all this technology. I don't have a clue. Yeah. You but, know, it's the same thing. Yeah, but that's not as sexy as, as, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, math as so math. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's the first I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I tell you what, we're, get, we're going off the deep end yeah, over here. Yeah. Hey, so Steve, I wanted to ask you, um, You've always been an advocate for Dyke New Hartford students. I feel like you're one of the biggest advocates um, for our students at, at any level. Um, what drives you or pushes you to be that advocate or that role model for our students? I really don't know. I, I love kids. And uh, that's probably turning in the retirement papers as one of the hardest things. That You look at the financial things, that's not even all that important. But are you ready to be done with those types of relationships that's the hardest decision right there and it was rough for me for a while but it, it's time but I, as far as why i don't know i i don't know just have a connection with kids so yeah oh and i just i can think back to handfuls of emails where you know we talked about school improvement and you were talking about giving the kids a little bit more flexibility at lunch to be able to go and do some things have some more space and just things like that that people I don't want to say underestimate, but underestimate uh, how that can affect the yeah uh, right. It's it's the not, overall demeanor or right. right. Yeah. It, it's not the actual teaching of the subject or anything. It's it's more of a well-rounded individual, and that's what you're that's you the, you're looking at the big picture instead of what's right in front you of know, you. That's what we try for. You know, I I don't even know how to answer that honestly. Sorry. Well, you you said it's for the kids. I mean, that's 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 what you're here for, and hopefully, that's what. I mean, when you get into teaching, as everybody knows, it's not for the money. And I mean, I honestly highly recommend it. I really do. It's a great career. Yeah, totally happy with 
my career choice, you know. Absolutely. Uh, well, and just because I was curious, I had, I had seen that your your uh, post about retirement and going through that and seeing all the, the wonderful comments that people were leaving you. I mean, to me, that just speaks wonders to you and what you've meant to the, the Dyke New Hartford but community. But you know, when you're in this business, you meet a lot of people. You really do, you know. You need a new crop of kids every year. So there are a lot of kids. So that's part of why there's so many comments. But people were way too kind to me. They gave me way too credit. It's just nice. It was very nice. But uh, the other thing is everybody's replaceable too. You know, I've been in this business. You, oh, we lose this great teacher. We lose this principal. And somebody good comes in. And, and that's how it is. And that's how it's supposed to be. It just keeps moving along. So, uh, Well, still, those, yep. that is uh, – if you didn't mean that to those people, they wouldn't have posted it. And those that were very right. nice of them. Yeah, yeah, they they were wonderful comments. And yeah, they, I don't I don't get those comments on my posts. Oh, we will. <laughs> uh, no, we trust me. Yet either. No, nah, trust me. Um, <laughs> I had a kind of a rough week this this week, so oh. we won't yeah. go there. But well, I'm waiting for a few of the comments like that sucker he chewed me out, and then <laughs> that might show up too. Because I mean, you go through. Certainly not perfect person, and you go through like you look back. I should have handled that a little better, and you know, get emotional at times. And uh, right. actually, it's about year six in my career. I, I thought I don't know if I want to do this anymore, and I don't know why. I was at Denver, third year over there, and uh, the one of the social studies teachers, young guy, said, "Well, if you don't like it, why don't you go do something else?" And uh, boy, I thought about that, and geez, overnight. I was good to go again because I thought, right. no, I don't want to do something else. But I, I kind of went through a little period there. I was like, and when after he said that, I thought, really, do I really want to do this? And yeah, I do. So, right. that, but so I don't know what may I miss this. How many years total? Okay, I was at West Branch for three years, and, and that then, that's where you started. Yep, West Branch. Yeah, okay, right out of right out of college, and then I was at Denver, Iowa, the Denver. Yep. Uh, that's how they would say it, not Denver, you know. Right. And then t- 20 years here, so 33. So I figured 33 plus four in college and 13, that's 50. That's half a century. and That's a good I, round yeah, number. That's a good number, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And there's some different dynamics here. There's some – it's just uh, – I don't want to go out after a bad year, you know. You don't want to wait till sure hang around for Ipers or something like that. It's like – I want to get out while I still love it. Right. Yeah. So. And that's that's the way. That's a I mean, good that's, mindset yeah. to have too, because you know there are people that hang out for maybe the wrong reasons, and yeah. and to no fault of their own. Right. There are there are reasons right. for right. people that do make those decisions, but I think uh, you know to be able to call your own shot per se, right. is, John Elway, exactly is is a really is a really special thing to do. Yeah. All right. So, um, your family has always been deeply involved in the community with your dad and everything yeah. being on the school board. What does, what does your post teaching career look like? Are you going to stick around? Well, in the- I, uh, I did figure out, I always used to say I'm never going to substitute teach cause it's not your own classroom. And I've totally changed my mind on that cause I still want to interact with kids. So in the wintertime, I'm going to substitute teach. If they're desperate for a junior high basketball coach sometime, I'd like to do that again. Um, I'd like to volunteer uh, our church is always short on help for like funerals and things. Um, there's a lot of different volunteer things. I was just telling Travis earlier, I like kind of like doing that line judging for volleyball. Right. So I might keep showing up in the fall doing that. And 
does um, a, does a very nice job, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. You you uh, were you knew all the rules. No. You you had all the moves. Yeah, oh, I would like to see moves. a little more enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, if it's out, that. you let us know. I'll get some coaching from Kirk, maybe go Kirk down and do a splits or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe go down and do a splits or a three sixty or maybe like a moonwalk. But uh, anyway. That's probably not going to happen. But uh, <laughs> no, and then I, I do like to fish and hunt and things. And I, but I don't want my retirement just to be all about fun things for for me. But I like travel a little bit, and my wife's still going to work for a while. But um, they told me there's the go go years, the slow go years, and the no go years in retirement. <laughs> and I kind of like to maximize my go go years. Sure. I don't like to do nothing. I I just I like to be busy. So yeah. I and I do farm so. Uh, a lot of times I get stuck in the semi, so I put my black lab in the passenger seat, and away we go. And I actually enjoy that. And I, I kind of like menial labor. Yeah. I like picking up rocks. And, I don't know. It's just different. That's it's good. rewarding it in, a, in a sense. You're accomplishing something. Yep, and you can see it yeah. in front of you. You moved this rock from point A to point B. Exactly. Right, and right. you can see that. <laughs> right. Um, so your time at Dyke New Hartford, personally, what does it mean to you? You look back oh, and you reflect. I, I put in my letter, I said, when I was at Denver and West Branch, I looked at Dyke New Hartford School District always, and I thought I would love to be part of that. And uh, and I know I said that Mr. Stockdale, because I could tell he wanted to be part of this district for a while, too. And uh, so I, it's been great being part of something big. I, I just think this is a fantastic school district. My kids went through here, and um, I'm just very proud of it. And uh, I want to stay in the area and keep watching what happens here and the progress and the, the buildings. And I think I've got a grandchild coming soon, and uh, I'd like to watch that one go through. And awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, That's I, I mean, I don't think I have a grandchild. I've heard that I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be cool. Breaking news? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's, that's wonderful, too. Yep. Uh, so you talked about that, handing that letter in. How difficult at that moment was? Did you kind well, of like hand it I wrote and pull out it back? My and letter and my daughter, I read it to her, and she gave me a hard time because it had it was such scratch paper that had equations and everything on it. She said, "You need to frame that." <laughs> I said, "Okay," but then I typed it out, and then that was okay. And then I talked to Julie, and we signed, and boy, then it kind of got rough. And then I shook Mr. Stockdale's hand, and I said, "Thank you," and that's all I could get out at that point. So right. then I left and. Skipped my class for about 10 or 15 minutes and just walked. And But on the way home, I was feeling pretty good. Good. Because I'm going to enjoy this last year and do everything I can, helping out and stuff and have a great attitude and enjoy right. it. And, and, the reason, and the reason you did it now, I, it, because of, there's a, it there's has a deadline. It by Friday, 3, the, 3 o'clock Friday. So yeah. there is a deadline it's yep. at, uh, within the school district yep. that if you're going to do it, you have to do it by yep. a certain date. So, so that was kind of the reason why it's not happening in – January exactly. or February yep. or something is yep. is the school. It's kind of nice now know. to have the decision made. And yeah, well, you look get at to, this year. You betcha. Get to hang out with the kids for eight more months here. It'd be awesome, right? Yeah, get to maybe do something that's on the edge, and there you know, you then you can say, "Hey, what are you gonna do? Fire me?" <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I can oh, walk out now if you want. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I've had that attitude for about ten years already. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe edit that part out. <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay, we'll leave. What are they going to do? Fire me? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> maybe not <Right> you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so th- that's the thing right there. You talked about doing it on your own terms and uh, how important this upcoming school year for you is for you. I 
in my notes here, I, I jot things down and I wrote, th- this is kind of your swan song. Um, is there mm. anything in particular this year that you are going to maybe savor more than you didn't make maybe that extra hour of PD? <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, I'm pretty, I don't know. I'm not too uptight. I think I'm just going to do business as usual. And quite honestly, no, I don't have anything big planned. Just just do it again. Walk off into the sunset. Perfect. Yeah, you should Perfect. do that. Uh, uh. Um, well, I guess it's more of a science experiment, but like just some big physics, just a grandioso, something that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. That's yeah, we should get that. Yeah, there's possible. Above and beyond what should normally happen like at a, a school. Big trebuchet or something. And we did that a couple of years ago. Now, is that the thing that. Yeah, like a catapult. And the f- problem is, the first time we shot it, it actually shot backwards, and we dropped a bowling ball on one of the students' cars. <laughs> but f- farm, do you remember D. Farmer, Colton DeGroat? Oh he yeah. He went out there, put his hand on her, popped it right back out, and we we're good to go. And the girl was fine with it. So, oh, got lucky there. Really? That yeah. really happened? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. Well, it was then. probably three years ago. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. It's right over where the new gym's being built. Oh my yeah. gosh, that is awesome. Yeah. And I can so picture him just yep, like crawled under there, good to go. And then uh, did you go? Okay, students, what just happened? <laughs> uh, just oh, said we got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna turn this into yeah. a learning experience. Right, yeah. right. We're gonna learn from this, guys. Oh, that, that is that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, just a personal thing here um, with you, Steve. I no, I don't I haven't worked with you personally that much, just because you're right. here in Dyke and I'm right. in New Hartford. But um, I remember my first year taking over in junior high baseball because yeah. you were done with Tim. And I bet every single year that I saw you after that, f- from the um, the very next year, you would always come up and ask me how the team was doing, what what was new with the team, what how are the numbers, you know. Always very, very encouraging. And um, as a person who's relatively new, not as a person who's relatively new to Dyke New Hartford at that point in time, that kind of, oh, good. those kind of comments meant a lot to someone, especially as they're kind of entering the coaching foray in this district. Well, so. when I first started coaching, uh, Mark Parker was the head coach, and I was assistant for him for some things. And actually, that's how Mark always was. He's a good teacher that way. And I just – he was always concerned about everybody and how their programs are doing, and maybe that's where I learned it because I learned a lot that little short period of time working with Mark, you know. So that's yeah. how he would have been. He's still that way. He's still – Oh Checking yeah! Checking out how everything's going. He'll he'll pop into his my classroom and he'll give me a hard time and say this is this is a lot worse than when I had this classroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look a lot oh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and I remember, I again not much, you know, as far as the school, but got to play a little tennis. And I'm hope I was going to ask you, you're still going to play, right? Because I'm going to be retired and you right? have I, more time. I, I do. I I felt like I didn't get asked anymore because I was too good. That might be and it. So I might yeah. I might have to, Part although is, that I, was probably I, uh, 40 pounds ago. So I, I hate I'm to break guessing. the news to you. That probably wasn't it. It was more like oh. all of my f- tennis friends started playing too much pickleball. Oh. So it's hard to find tennis players right now. Yeah. And I love to play pickleball, but I, I don't want to quit playing tennis. Right. I, I, I enjoy tennis. tennis. We One summer, boy, it was after baseball games at 10 yeah. o'clock at night. We'll get her going again. Go up there and play, yeah. and yeah, yeah. it was a good time. But I, I enjoyed playing oh, yeah. tennis. Very I'm going to do that in retirement, golf more, fish a little more, and yeah. you name it. You'll be at your pond quite a bit you more. You bet. I know. I was thinking I only fished about three times in those ponds this summer, and that's ridiculous. So <laughs> speaking of the ponds, 
they call it Coop's Pond. Yeah. Is there an official name? Well, uh, all I've ever heard it called is Coop's Pond. We either call it that, Bonnie's that, Pond or Coop's Pond or Veninga's because the land was owned by Jerry's Veninga before that. Okay. So, no, there's no real. I just didn't know if there was name. an official, and I've never even seen I couldn't even tell you where it is. I couldn't tell you. I'm it's assuming out, it's, it's close to your place, beautiful right? It's beautiful Beaver Township, rural New Hartford, in the hills there. Okay. Yep. Couple miles. It's a mile just cross section from me. Oh, so it's not on your property. It's on my mom's property. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because every time I go by your house, I always give the glance. You I'm gotta like, go. I'm like, where the, is this thing at? Is this like underground? Is does yeah. it really not exist? No, is it one of those in quote air quotation coops pond? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. but it does really exist. Oh yeah, your boy's been out there with football. Teams he has, but yeah. but I, I kind of I just didn't know if coops pond really yeah. existed. It does. The, okay, it's kind well, of mythical. Yeah, right, right. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I need to physically probably go see this place. So, random question of the daytime. Uh-oh. Uh, you've listened to these a few times, so yeah. I know you. Yep. All right, so would you rather be able to explore the deepest parts of the ocean or the deepest parts of outer space? Oh, definitely the ocean. Uh, I'm not too wild about that idea of leaving Earth. Yeah. I, I like Earth a lot, and I know, yeah, you're down there. All that pressure and stuff, but that's not a great option either way. But I think I'd take I'd take down in the water. I like water. No, about seven miles of water on top of me, but I like fishing and boating and swimming. So I'd probably go with the water. I don't. That kind of freaks me out. That being out there in a spaceship. Yeah, well, I agree. I can see that too. Yeah. What do you think? I'm totally on outer space. Outer space. I I would if an alien ship would ever come, I'd hop on board. Oh, brother! Absolutely. Wow. I I love. I have the um the star, uh, the star view stars app on my phone. Oh. And so I'll sit out at the um the uh, fire we have fire pit, and I'll point that thing up there and look for all the satellites. And I I I am, it, it, it again. I'm a weird thinker, but. To think that the space never ends. Oh, that bothers me. I know, but but isn't that weird though? Right. That that right. you look up and it just there is no end. There there literally is no end, which is especially as a math person, Infinity. there has to be some type of. There's always the right answer. There's always this. Yeah. You always come to a conclusion, but up there, there is yeah. there is nothing. There there is no. I know. You know I, I try to not think about it. <laughs> tell I, you the truth. I think it's amazing. And even like the moon, you know, and just it always stays there. You know, we've actually been there. Yeah. I mean, so I'm totally, totally sucked into the space outer space on. stuff. I should be that way, but I'm not. I don't want to go up there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I, when I wrote this question, I was thinking that I, I really wasn't going to have a preference, but the more I did it, the more I thought about it, I definitely think the ocean as well. Just because there's so much on our own Earth that we haven't explored, I would like to be involved somehow, or you know, per se. Right. And if you and, had the opportunity, yeah. If I had the opportunity to discover, you know, think about all the species of animals oh, that yeah. are oh, yeah. undiscovered, or just I've got to believe there's some beautiful place underneath. I don't know. I just you think there's like an Atlantis. Oh, why not? Do you think there's mermaids? Well, of course there's mermaids. <laughs> you seen the little mermaid? Like real mermaid. No. Splash. Wasn't she in that movie Splash? Uh, real mermaid? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen Splash? I have not seen that Splash. That is a very old movie. I have seen that movie. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I can see her. Um, <laughs> I can't. Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? I that was that was actually one of the first movies I remember because it freaked me out because when she first talked, she talked in uh, mermaidese. I don't even, I just made that word up, but she had this really high squeaky voice, and she was a mermaid, but she also um, she lived on land, and then she would lose her oh yeah her mermaidiousness yeah. her her uh, tail. You've seen four movies in your entire life, and you remember this well, that's, one. Is that Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm baffled right I, now. But I, I am interested in the ocean as well. But in this question, outer space trumps, yeah, I, I trumps saw the, the ocean. I, I, saw the, I saw where you're coming from, too, that, oh yeah. that infinity that you want to just yeah. you just kind of want to know. Yeah, I, I wish you could do, like, Interstellar. Hmm. I have seen that movie as well. I mean, that just really makes you think is is it really possible is there you know those wormholes can you actually go back in time can you flash forward in i mean all this stuff that yeah. we can't do on on this earth is is there something else out there avatar reminds me that of we're yeah that we're we're just not we haven't come across yet well Steve, I just want to thank you for joining us on the podcast uh, this I'd evening. I'd like to just put one more thing in. So Absolutely. One of the reasons I got into education is my mom and dad were very strong in education. My mom wanted to go to college and didn't have the chance. My dad went to Iowa State for a while and didn't finish. And they had a rule for me that if I wanted to farm, I first had to get a four-year degree or they wouldn't rent one acre to me. So wow, they were a pretty big driving force in this whole thing. And uh, we almost had that rule with Tom, but I did rent him some ground starting at 16 years old. But with, it was a requirement <laughs> that he did go to Iowa State and get a four-year degree, and he did it. So that, that's my really family odd. has been pro-education. So I and I, I'm with him. Right, yeah, you I mean, bet. Yeah, you so, definitely found your calling. Let's one, put it that way. One teacher I had um, growing up always said, you know, and he he said he took this quote from someone else, and I don't know who came up with it, but they said they can take your money, they can take your home, they can take your family, but they can never take your education. That's right, yep. And yep. I thought that was a really powerful, powerful quote. So, uh, again, thank you for all yeah. you've done oh, for the district and, and being willing to join us. I know it's yeah. after school. and oh, it's been You fun, probably really. need to be in a tractor or something right now. Well, but. I think I'm going to head down there. We'll see. Nope. Uh, I'm not all that important, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Got the beans all out? No, we're slow, chipping away. They were too dry, and now they're too wet. And that That is for another – I, I don't know anything about farming. Well, maybe we'll do it. I actually something. took my first combine ride oh, yeah. two years ago with Jerry Shipper for beans. Oh, yeah. And they said – and I was I was enthralled with beans, and they said, you need to come back when we do corn. Oh, yeah. Because that's like four or five times. Yeah, it's yeah. way better. Yeah. But I just have – I have a lot of – Dumb questions or ignorant Great. questions of, of a person that. See, I don't think yeah. they're dumb because I don't know that much about it. Right. Either. But I just, because I, I, this is way, but I, I see the fields right now and I'm like, why are they not coming out? And then somebody said something about dryness and yeah. it actually does affect the yield and how much you get. And I'm like, how do you check that out? And then somebody, I asked somebody about, why beans one year and corn the next? And somebody said something about nitrogen. Well, you and, got a very and, inquisitive mind. That's and good. so I was, there are a lot of things out there that I don't know. And you would think being from Iowa, and 
that I would know, but I just don't. And it's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So someday, maybe we'll have you on again. Well, there you go. All right. right. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you, guys. (laughs) People Savings Bank is proud to be part of the Dyke New Hartford community. Thank you to all that came out to support our tailgate on September 10th. With your help, we donated all of the proceeds from the meal to the DNH Booster Club. The grand total was $2,527. We also had the honor to present a donation to the DNH schools representing the Wolverine Pride debit card swipes for the past year. With every purchase over $10, PSB donates six cents back to the school. Over the past year, our customers have swiped their DNH Pride debit cards a total of 14,865 times. With your help, People Savings Bank was honored to present a check in the amount of $891.90. Thank you to all of our loyal customers and fans for helping make this possible. If you haven't already, it's not too late to join in. Stop into People Savings Bank, grab your Wolverine Pride debit card today, and start swiping. People Savings Bank is home of your Wolverine Pride debit card. Member FDIC. Roll blue. All right, we are back. We've got Nolan Dahl, Homecoming King, joining us here in the studio this evening. Nolan, how are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. So, uh, do you feel like royalty? I was going to ask: Is that chair okay over there? Do you need like a right, you throne? Need, you we should more cushion. More cushion uh, we should have done that question from uh, well, it was last week. Yeah, we got we had Lexi, Lexi yeah. on there. Yeah, my family was. Six, so yeah. I'm kind of back in the saddle again. But so let's ask Nolan here really quick. Okay, just because he is royalty, he is royal. You want to ask it? You ask. So it. this was. Um, did you listen last week? Have you ever listened? Doesn't I, matter. I didn't hear okay. it. Okay. No. Uh, Lexi Fager was on, and her uh, random question was, uh, "What what needed to be? In, what would you like included if you had it, your own personal throne?" Like, what's something that, that you could make and you can have anything you wanted? What's something, just one thing off the top of your head that you, uh, like, you got to have? Mini fridge. Mini fridge. She also said mini fridge, as well as I did. I said mini fridge, too. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, that has that has, that has has to happen. I like that a lot. I would have gone with something like, I was just going to say, like, a beverage cooler or something. You know, like those, oh, uh, like yeah. those beverage holders that are coolers as well. But mini fridge is way better than what I came up yeah, with. Yeah, mini so. fridge is good. Yep, I like it. All right, so for those of you listening, Nolan Dahl is a senior here at Dyke New Hartford, and I'm going to go ahead and let him give a little background information uh, about himself. Uh, whenever you're ready, Nolan. Uh, my parents are Ben and Amy Dahl. I have two older siblings, Tessa and Bryce, and two daughters, Pee Wee and Georgia. Um, activities at Dyke New Hartford include football and soccer, and I'm also included in tag. Awesome. So, uh, did you prepare this pretty? Mm, a little bit. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's That's a little okay. nervous. That's, That's good, though. good, though. I like it. Because a lot of times I don't prepare and then I forget. Yeah, wow. That's obviously, I sent him the questions at like three o'clock today, so right. <laughs> whatever works. So, your dog's name again were Pee-wee. Pee-wee, yep. And Georgia. Because of P.B. Herman? Um, actually, we didn't name him. Oh, uh, okay. He's an 80-pound pit bull, too. 
I like it. Nice. In Georgia? Um, she's a blue healer. Very. Did you name? Nope. No, not that one either. Neither huh? of them. So Same. are they like rescue dogs or? Um, not necessarily. More just they didn't have a home to go to. And they were friends, dogs, so we just said, sure. Oh, that's really cool. Um, is the pit bull friendly or? <laughs> Wouldn't even hurt a fly. Oh, really? Wow. See, I think a lot of people it's don't understand. It's the way it's raised. Like, it's exactly. It's, it's the way just... it's raised. I had, um, we got to name a couple of our dogs, and we made a deal, or I made a deal with my wife that I would name the dog this name and not our first child. I know the name, and I like it, too. Well, the first one, though. Okay. Our, our first dog. Okay, I don't know. Our first dog was a Slozenger. And she wasn't going for that for a kid's name, so it became the dog's name. Okay. So, I knew Mendoza. Yeah, I didn't Mendoza know. is another one, but. Very good. A little baseball I think it was a good choice. For... Good choice on her part. Yeah. I don't think Marley would have appreciated being called a Slozenger. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. All right, so Nolan, uh, plans for after high school? Um, have, that's, you, have you gotten there yet? It's been a thought, but I'm still trying to determine that myself. It's it's pretty much between two options, I would say. Iowa State, um, something in the science field. I'm really into chemistry. That's good. Um, otherwise, I don't really like the thought of student debt. So I'd say, like, electrician also appeals. I, I, if, I've always told my wife if I went back and I didn't go into teaching... Like, I picked a trade school, I'd be an electrician. Um, yeah, I've dabbled in elect- electricity. I don't know if <laughs> this is really the, I don't want to steal Nolan's thunder, but I have been electrocuted before. So electricity does not appeal to me whatsoever. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, I almost lost big time. <laughs> but I, I agree with I agree with Nolan, though. I think trade school, if, you're, if it's something that you really like it, it, it'll never go away. You can make it'll, a lot yeah, of money it'll and doing never, things. Yeah, it'll never go away, and there's always a demand uh, for that stuff. I was just never smart enough. I, I My brother-in-law is a farmer up in North uh, Forest City-ish area, and he said basically an electrician up there can just name their price because mm-hmm. they're they're so busy on, on things like that. So, yeah, definitely a field you could get into. Um, so you talked about uh, Iowa State as well for chemistry. Um, what's kind of guided you in those areas, directions? Um, I'd say definitely my sister. She was a materials engineer going to Iowa State, and then she ended up actually changing and going and wanting to teach. And now she's currently teaching in Hawaii as a math and science teacher. That, really? That is yeah. awesome. But she's definitely the one who's like kind of helped me through all this. Uh, so, will you, since she's in Hawaii, are you planning on sticking around or in Dyke, Iowa, or are you going to venture out? And... I mean, Hawaii does sound pretty nice to me, but I don't know. Iowa's home too. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the other those, side those, of it. Those are two good choices. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know Hawaii sounds. Hawaii does. Yeah, that does sound good. I did see there's a volcano erupting there, like the last two weeks. Can't remember what island it was, but ha- yeah, it was like erupting and flowing. Lava was flowing into the. Well, it's something you don't get in Iowa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hey now. <laughs> so, what have your senior year experiences been like up to this point? Um, 
I mean, the first football game against Columbus, that one, that's probably the most memorable besides Drundy Center. Drundy Center was a bit different too. But Columbus, like, getting the first game jitters away and just having fun with our teammates, you know, like, I don't think it's really set in for me yet that I'm a senior. Like, I still feel like I'm a sophomore, junior. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> and, uh, like, homecoming, that was so fun too. And homecoming chain, a little bit of a surprise, but I was gonna ask you, did you see this coming at all? Homecoming king, or I had multiple people tell me that they voted for me, but I didn't think it was gonna be me. What What was your platform? Did Did you uh, actively pursue it? No. Like, I hey, was... vote for me, vote for me. I'm I'm the king. It was more like you can vote for me. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's honestly what people appreciate too. Yeah. Is just the the the. The lack of pressure is is always nice. To my horn a little bit, I was on the court as well. I was too. Back in the day. Did you win? I did not. I didn't either. Yeah, I did not. I'd like to think I finished a close second, but who knows? Yeah, I think think it was rigged. Yeah. I should have won, but. Who won? That's a great question. Question for another time. I I don't even know. So or I don't remember. As a football player, you just talked about the first game jitters. Are you a are you an athlete that get, gets nervous out out there? Are you have anxiety about about getting out there at all? Or I'd say before the game, I'm okay. But as soon as you step on the field, you definitely get nervous, and I think it's just a lot of excitement with that. I was gonna say, is it the anxiety or is it the excitement, like the adrenaline? It's both. Both. Just wanting to compete and just, yeah, getting out there. Okay. And I obviously I had you as a student in sixth grade, and then I got to work with you a little bit in eighth grade while uh, you were doing some other things. Um, you generally have a very calm demeanor. Uh, when you have big opportunities on the football field, like lining up a PAT, like what are you thinking about at those moments? What are you looking at? Um. As a PAT, I'm just trying to do my job. I like to worry about what the other guys are doing, but I know I just need to do what I need to do and like not worry about the hold, the snap, anything else. I just need to do what I need to do. Okay. Well, Conley specifically here, Uh-oh. Conley wants to know what uh-huh. do you look at when you are lining up the PAT? He's like asking the PAT. When you're lining up, what you looking at? Well, most people would probably think the uprights. But actually, I have to stare at the football and let the crowd tell me if it went through or not. Really? Yep. Just kind of zone everything yeah. else out. Otherwise, it won't go straight down the middle. I like it. Yeah. Like a- now, with uh, with you being a kicker, do you think icing works? No. You don't think it works. It all depends. Do, on the do you think it gives you? Do you think it gives a kicker more time, like to visualize and stuff like that? versus more time to think about it and think about what bad could go wrong? I think it all depends on the kicker, really. Yeah. It just depends on... Have you been iced? Like that, Have has anyone ever, like, have any other coaches iced you before? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think so. No. I, I mean, we don't kick very many field goals because usually that's when you would do it. Yeah. But um, you had one this year? But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, that's probably a lot to do with it, right there too. I mean, you were yeah. fortunate enough to 
right. get in the end zone enough that we don't have to kick too many field goals. But mm-hmm. I know that we're we have a pretty. I guess he's an okay kicker. Probably handle that pressure. Yeah. Well, so I, I have to bring this up that um, a couple years ago we had three kickers, all with pretty much the same last name. Do you remember? You remember all three? Do you mean Wall, Hall, and Dahl? I mean Wall, Dahl, and Hall. How? <laughs> that is like crazy. I. It's one of those things that we're not really in. We're not in control, because who who makes that up? Like how how do all three of you end up in the doing doing the same thing at the same school? And one of them is a foreign exchange student. Right. I, I know. How it's... does that How does that work? I mean, Conley is the one who pitched the checkers. But it just so you think he did that. it on purpose? No. You think he's like, oh, you know what? All these they all rhyme. Let's all make them kickers. I love Conley. He's not smart enough to. No, definitely not smart. <laughs> enough. But I, I always thought that was. Con- I always thought maybe you guys should have made a T-shirt too. I mean, we talked about it all year long, but got brought up a lot. I, I think that'd be pretty cool. And you mentioned your background in soccer as well. What? Yeah. What role does soccer for you play in and translate into football? Um. I would say a lot of it's conditioning and footwork. That translates a lot with uh, receiver and playing defense at a DB. But, I mean, that's pretty much how I got into kicking, though. Conley was like, you play soccer, right? Eighth grade year. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're going to be the next kicker. I'm like, are you are you messing with me right now? <laughs> so you had not done it until? No, I had never kicked Oh, wow. I thought you had just kind of just grown up with it. And, oh, that's interesting. First kickoff was freshman year. <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. Quick learner. <laughs> I try. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I just I just assumed that you were you did it all the way through and And what's your nickname on the on the field? Uh oh. Um most people yeah, sneaky. Sneaky. Sneaky? Oh yeah, yeah, sneaky. Yeah. He's sneaky good. Sneaky, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, um one of my favorite things though. Nolan, is you're able to somehow keep this calm demeanor, even though you say you get nervous about about it, you get out there. So how is it hard for you? Do you, like, hide it or what? I mean, I like to keep my thoughts to myself. I'm not really, like, a outgoing. Like, I'm not going to, like, start yelling on the field. I keep it to myself. I like to process stuff. That's just how I work. Play with your actions. Right. like Out of the three positions – Kicking offense or defense, is there a more nervous one? Uh, definitely kicking. Definitely kicking. Easily. What, I would, I would, what's your favorite? I would say defense is probably the most fun. I was going to say, if I so the most growth that I've seen you make as a football player has been on the defensive side of the ball. Like, you got you can oh, yeah. do it out there. It's It's awesome to see you ranging down and – and making big plays and breaking passes up. Is there one thing that you would prefer to do over another? So if you had to have a big, uh, if you had a chance between kicking a game-winning field goal or making a game-saving interception, what would Ooh. you pick? I, this is That's a good one. I would say, I mean, obviously both are great, but I think a field goal, just that's so much cooler than an interception. Because a field goal is so much harder, I, is I it, think. Is it? Well, and I wouldn't know. I have honestly. Right. Well, I mean, if you just look at the 
the numbers, there's multiple people that can intercept the ball. There's only a handful of guys on a team that could even kick, let alone kick it through the uprights. So I, I, I mean, I would think that that would be. I could, yeah. I, and there's I, a lot of things that go into that. I mean, you got it. You got your snapper. You got the holder. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of variables that go into to kicking. And situationally that. And too. Situ- I mean, yes. that's that's a big part of it. When you get lined up against the wide receiver, like what's do you like to be on the the biggest guy? Do you like to be on the fastest guy? Is there a preference that you have? Um, I can't say I have a preference. I just do what I'm supposed to be doing. Do your I mean, assignment, yeah. make a play. That's good, though. That's that's very good. So we talked a lot about football here. Um, what do you like to do for fun outside of school? Outside of school, outside of sports, what do you do to relax? Um, for fun, I would say. Hanging out with friends and video games are probably, like, the top. But to, like, get rid of stress, I'd say listening to music, lawn boarding, and working out. Those help me the most. Do they? Yeah. Where do you lawn board? Um, I like to lawn board around the lake, but Cedar Falls does have some nice spots, too. Does it? Yeah. Uh, so what's your video game of choice, then? Um, Now, that changes every now and then. What's your platform? Are you a PS... PlayStation? PlayStation? PS4, yep. Definitely not Xbox. Can I ask why? Um, I grew up playing PlayStation 2, so, I mean, that's always been... I also had an Xbox 360, but PlayStation 2 was probably, like, my favorite console I've ever had. Right. So, I mean, PlayStation 4 is like, well, yeah. Because I was a PlayStation guy, and then I got an Xbox, and then it's just... Then I grew up and got old. But I I never I never did go back to the PlayStation, and I I don't know I don't know. I've had both. I I really do like um, honestly the controller controller wise I like the X the Xbox controller better, yeah. but I like the PS the PlayStation system I think is easier to use. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, yeah I like them both. Yep. I'd like to maybe if Sony's out there, maybe send one my way and I'll give her a shot. Yeah, this is like free advertising. So can I ask, um, not can I ask, I'm going to ask. Can you, okay, so Xbox has that membership to get online gaming. Yep. Does PlayStation, can you can you play somebody that has a PlayStation if I have an Xbox? Can I play with you online? It would depend on the game, but okay. like... Some games offer that. It's through the game, not through, like, the consoles. Okay. So, I mean, like, my favorite game, Apex, that offers it. But, like, the chat system doesn't really, like, translate, so you have to go through the game chat. So, like, it's only through the game. So, okay. it just depends. Okay. Yeah, I'm not good at it anyways. That was Call of Duty all the way. I, I, like, well, and that's, I was called. I was Call of Duty until my son started beating me, then I quit. But um, but there's a fellow teacher that has Call of Duty, but he has it on a PS4. And so I was just curious if I could get on an Xbox and be in his games. Um, I would think so on Call of Duty. Call of Duty. So would you go through this Fortnite stage at everybody? I originally played it, yeah. That, like, first couple... Not even a couple months. I was going to say it's probably like the first like six months. 
back when it was not a bunch of little kids, <laughs> but not not anymore. So do you have any of those Fortnite t-shirts or anything like that? Definitely not. Okay, good. <laughs> Very good. Um, would you consider yourself a solid gamer? Like, are you, can say, you hold your own? I'd say I'm better than most. Oh, I like it. I like it. Good. That's good. Those skills will come in handy someday. Yep. All right. So uh, as we kind of wrap up our, we have two more questions for you. One's, and obviously one is the random question of the day, but if there's one thing you could go back and tell yourself when you're in junior high or any junior high kid, as they approach high school, what would it be? That there isn't just more time. Like every year of high school, I was always like, something might have happened or just thinking about high school in general. And I was just like, well, I'm a freshman. I'm a sophomore. I'm a junior. Like, I still have another year. Like, I still got more time to do this thing or that thing or figure out what I want to do after high school. But I'm a senior now. It's past the midterm of first try. Like, there's only two trimesters left. So, I mean, it's there's not more time. That's good. That's a very good way of thinking right. about it. Um, and just my last question to go off of that, do you have any activities your senior year that you might try or do that you didn't uh, freshman through junior year or you kind of know where you're at right now? Um, well, last year, that was probably the year I tried different things. That was I tried wrestling last year and track. Um, Ryan Grant won't like to hear this, but... This year, um, I'll be joining the AP DNH soccer program, so that'll be its first year. So, I mean, that would be something different. But other than that, it's same thing. Well, I think you know that's understandable. The, right. the soccer program is something that obviously was created because there are kids that were going to be interested in it. So, good. I, I'm proud of you. Yep, that's good. All right. So, what's your? Are you ready for your random question of the day? Yep. Random question of the day. Okay. Nolan, what is your dream vehicle? I would have to say a private jet. Private jet. Yep. Okay. Why? Because it's mine alone, and it's faster than most vehicles. All right. So would you be the pilot or somebody flies it for you, and you just go around the country? Someone would definitely fly it for me. Okay. Do you have any interest in flying it? I feel like I would crash it. I th- I would like to have tried. I I don't think I could ever. Yeah, I'd never be able to do it on my own. But I would have liked to have gone through the training just to see. Know what it's like, like. a simulator, like get in a simulator. I guess not. I'm not gonna leave the ground because I'm with Nolan. I probably would crash it, but I would like to get in a, a a flight simulator and see what I could do. Nice. I would like to try to land it. That'd be kind of cool. What would yours be? Um. I'm I'm not real sure. It's it's in between a like a yacht or a um Harley Davidson fat boy. I knew we talked Harley Davidson. We did before, talk Harley so Davidson. I was going to I will ask never you ever get that. a motorcycle, but that would be a cool one. Or any yacht. I I like when I was a kid we had a boat and then we don't have a boat, but I think it'd be cool to be to have a Something like that where you could spend a few days. Right, absolutely. Not like in the seas, but, you know, nice big lake or something. Oh, definitely. Get my poles out there and do some fishing and and uh, catch some uh, bluegill walleye. 
grass carp kind of stuff. And <laughs> so, yeah. How about you, Tad? Uh, I'm a traditionalist. Bicycle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Unison. No. Um, I, I definitely, if you give me, so I, I drive a Chevy Silverado. If I have a nice truck, okay, I, w- I want to be in a nice truck. That's it. I love my Silverado right now. Wouldn't change it. It's my dream vehicle. I'm mm. lame. I don't care. But it's, I just got it. I love oh, it. big whoop. Wow. I don't care. Just say what you want. It's a, a dream car, dream vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. What about, like, Tesla's truck? What about that? Okay. Yeah, so, why, why wouldn't you get, yeah. Here's the deal. I'm not a big Elon Musk fan, okay? I, Is he in the car with you or what? No, I just don't. I don't have to buy his vehicles. He um, is not making them. You don't know. He's not making. You don't know. He, he doesn't even know he has them. I've heard of a lot of stories about those things like imploding. And that's why there's 18 million on the road. How many in Iowa have you seen? But, but you don't. Nope, wanna, you don't. Nope. Wanna, you don't want to drive in Iowa because of the ice and the, and the salt. Where's Nolan going to park his jet? Where are you going to park your yacht? Those aren't on the road. Salt's not going to get... They're made for salt. Okay. I'm, um, I'm with Nolan. You need to get a, a Tesla truck. All right. Well... Because there's no, something I, out there like a... Ashton Martin. Bit like a, It'd be Ashton Martin for a vehicle. Like a Cadillac truck. That'd be kind of sweet, though, too, but... Just a big, all decked out. I mean, like are a dollars Are you a James Bond fan? $1,000. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing a couple movies. Um, so that's there's difference. Like the new James Bond that's coming out, will you go see it? I mean, it wasn't on my agenda, but if somebody pays for you, you'll go. Oh, yeah. Do you like James Bond? Well, I, what am yeah. I asking? You've seen probably. No, I I have seen a, a couple. I like the older ones. The vehicles and those are sweet. Oh yeah, they are. They're he's really got, cool. He's got. Yeah. I mean, but of course, if you have machine guns that come out of your right. license plate, that's yeah, those are that cool adds too. another level, right? Or fire beams or whatever. But, yeah, oil slick. Yep. All right. Well, I suppose that we better let Nolan go here. <laughs> it is a school night, so Nolan, I appreciate you stopping in tonight, and uh, thank you for uh, everything you've done for DNH. Yeah, no problem. Yep. The DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for the final two businesses to partner with us here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily consist of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given up to a 60-second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club, as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students. And roll blue. All right, we are back in the studio. 
We have Joanna Seymour in here again. Some of you may remember Joanna was on our very, very, very first episode of DNH Loose Change. Now we're in season two. Joanna, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for inviting me back. It's an honor. You're welcome back. Yeah, you get anytime. to experience the studio. Yeah, it's awesome. It's with Joanna, our first one was out in the library with a bunch of tables pushed together and cords, cords everywhere. Everywhere. I felt so bad. I. We've come a long way. I forgot my headphones that night. I had to have Travis run all over and look for headphones. Right. It was just, but yep. we did it. That was a little rough there, but we've come a long ways. We have. So, um, so for those of you who are are listening, Joanna's been on here before, but Joanna, we go ahead and give us a little refresher about your job, extra duties, things you're involved in at sure. DNH. So, um, I'm an instructional coach for the district, which means I help teachers and students with um, instructional needs. Um, mostly I focus on technology integration, which is what I was hired to do originally. Um, on top of that, I um, coach the high school robotics team and the middle school Lego League teams, and I teach computer science at the high school. I got to tell you, too, I have sixth graders who live for Lego League. It is very fun. We have 20 sixth graders this year which is a full roster uh two teams we uh tripled the number of girls on the team this year which is fantastic um they're still the minority but at least not outweighed so heavily by the boys and so we're um starting the season and i think they're having fun Uh, they seem to be And, and what year are we in with the lego league uh, a roundabout? Uh, I would say we're probably at about the eighth or ninth year oh, wow. of Lego League. I've only coached for like the last four. Okay. Um, Jill Hoffman coached sure. before me, but um, I took it over about three years ago. Okay. That's Yeah, I think she had uh, just started having her, beginning her family a little bit. and Exactly. Very good. Uh, but yeah, I have kids that Live and die for Lego League. They <laughs> they talk about it at the beginning of the day, seven forty five when they start rolling in, and then they're talking about it as they're walking down the halls to Lego League. So that's that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Um, you're also, as you mentioned, the the robotics coach, the robot. Excuse me, head of the robotics team. And what's it looking like this year? Which number wise? Um, so we have fifteen solid. Uh, kids out Uh, a couple drift in and out but um, the numbers are um, committed this year Um, they we also this is kind of a big change but because of the pandemic uh, we did not know if we would be able to do a face-to-face live competition so the team decided to um, gear into FTC this year which is uh, first tech challenge so our robot is slightly smaller than what we usually design but our competition is more frequent, and um, it'll be competitive with other Iowa high school teams. We'll be in a league. So we'll have like five uh, preliminary meets, and then we'll have our qualifiers. And if we get through qualifiers, we go to something called super qualifiers. And if we would uh, win that, we would actually go to Worlds. So that's kind of an exciting thing. The kids are doing a great job. Within two weeks, they had their at least their base built, and it's driving. So that is pretty huge for them. They're really committed and uh, focused, and they come in and they just get to work, and it's really fun. Are these uh, meets, are they face-to-face? Yes, and how many 
like schools are there at, at a time? Do you know? At every meet, there will be eight schools. I think our league will have like 20 teams. Okay. So we won't necessarily meet every single week, but we'll have like four to five matchups with different teams. And we'll probably have to travel to go to the actual meets, but they won't be super far away. Right. Like maybe the maximum is like Marshalltown or something. And, and where where do the meets take place? They'll take place in the high schools. Like, and that, then like, the qualifier. Like will, in a classroom or in the gym or no. in the, is there, a, is there a, a travel arena that goes around like BattleBots? I'm, I'm, so, I got so, BattleBots in my head, so I'm trying to. <laughs> which that's, that's a great question. Um, so the field for FTC is 12 by 12. Okay. With one foot high um, polycarbonate walls on the edges, and then there are two teams versus two teams, so they work as an alliance to gain the most points. And then during the meet, you probably have three to four matches, okay. and then high score, sure, moves on or wins. And I think with the again, this is our first year, but sure. I think they sort of seed us then for the qualifiers. So if we do really well at all of our meets, we'll be in kind of a bracket that's more competitive. And, and how do you get points? Um, so the game this year has three game pieces. There are um, two by two inch square cubes that are weighted differently. Some are like light, some are medium weight, some are heavy. Um, and what we have to do is be able to pick them up from a warehouse because the theme this year is a cargo. So okay. we pick them up from a warehouse and we have to move them to a different warehouse or to a what's it's looks sort of like a three tiered cake tray. So you oh, get yeah. different points for different levels for putting it on those blocks. The other um, game piece is a round kind of wiffle ball, two inch, about a two inch baseball size wiffle ball. Um, which makes the challenge interesting because picking up a ball is a little harder than picking right. up a cube. And then the third piece is a rubber duck. <laughs> and there's a um, there's a turntable on the corner that is for your alliance, and you can put one rubber duck on that at a time. And if you can get up to the your robot can get up to the turntable and turn it and get the rubber duck to the floor, that's points. But if you get too many rubber ducks on the floor, you start making chaos for your robot driving around. Sure. So it's it's there's all sorts first designs games to be fun but challenging. So again, you get points for all these different things, and you have to sort of strategize because you have two and a half minutes. Okay. That was my next question yep. was the time limit. Yep. There's thirty seconds of autonomous where you gain like bonus points when you can do things autonomously, and then they. Drivers take over driving sort of like a PlayStation. And once uh, that two minutes is up, there's a 30-second end game where if you can get your robot into the warehouse in time, you can – we have to design our own um, – game piece that's like a cap almost like a tree topper for a christmas tree yep. to put on top of one of the the cake plates <laughs> again these are not the right terms well, but, um, but the kids terms are, i'm understanding yeah, so the, thank the, you the kids are designing <laughs> that it's um it's actually a kickback to lego league because when some of these kids were in lego league there was a challenge where they had to save animals and there was an octopus and uh uh, a chicken that they had to save, and so they made this thing called the Octo Chicken. So they're bringing back the Octo Chicken for. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's very fun. 
Well, I'm glad you <laughs> talked about that because I was going to ask you what the theme about the theme of the year is, and I because I remember from last year you told us the different themes and so last what was last year's theme? It was launching. Was it? We saw you in January. Yeah. Or launching. They called it um, infinite recharge, but yeah, it was like you had to fill. Well, you would launch a ball into a port. Uh, it was based on a Star Wars theme where if you could, like, fill the port, the um, the defense shield was lifted, and you were able then to do the final climb to get out of okay. the world. I mean, that was kind of the theme. It was right. a little, yeah. Uh, and then when it went virtual, it just sort of broke into, like, okay, can you do these challenges on your right, own? Right, right. And that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, I mean, pandemic played a, a, an interesting role. But it also brought about, like, this year's theme for FIRST, and that includes LEGO League, FIRST Tech Challenge, and FIRST Robotics Competition, which is the level we were in last year. They're all based on uh, freight, like moving things. It's called FIRST Forward. So you're trying to get things moving. And, and um, Lego League, the theme is Cargo Connect. And so the kids have to use their Lego robots to uh, manipulate airplane hangers and trains and um, cargo um, cranes and different things to, to earn points. At FTC, um, it's Freight Frenzy, and that's the whole moving things from one warehouse to another or one warehouse to a loading dock. Okay. That's good. Um, so, and obviously we've seen these things in real life, the the robots that you're building. What type of financial yeah. requirements does it take for your team to be able to compete? Um, so with generous donations from uh, John Deere, mostly in mm-hmm. our area, um, and local community sponsors like Community Savings, or sorry, People Savings Bank and... Um, uh, uh, Sorry, Ubin uh, Hardware, uh, the Target, Delta Target. Um, we were able to raise money or, from sponsorships. Uh, we also got a Boeing uh, grant. Oh, wow. And we got a NASA grant. So cool. robotics is expensive. Um, right. Now, <laughs> the when we're in first robotics competition, just to get into the competition is $5,000 a year. Plus, we spend probably $5,000 on our robot. Wow. Yeah. And um, for FTC, it's about uh, 500 to be in the league. And then it's probably another um, initial cost of about $1,000 per robot. But once you get your basic um, brains of your robot that you can reuse, it's probably going to be uh, probably about 400 So it, the price comes down. Sure. Uh, Again, you're not going to as big of a competition, not as expensive of a competition. Right. And then Lego League is um, roughly 350 per team for their kit and their competition. So we love the fact that um, our sponsors are very generous. We have mentors from John Deere, and John Deere also has a matching grant uh, where they, if they volunteer at least 25 hours, then John Deere also gives us extra money for their volunteer time. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's 
and especially as you're seeing, you know, you're talking about local businesses because obviously they see the incentive in having kids out for programs like robotics right. and like uh, Lego League. And that kind of leads me to my next question here. What types of job opportunities does a program uh, like robotics or like Lego League uh, lend itself towards for our kids to be looking at in the future? Well, the, those that are interested in either interested in engineering or computer science or software engineering, uh, there's a real obvious connection there. But it's not just for that. I mean, obviously, like we have one former student who this last summer, um, junior in college, he got a Boeing fellowship and worked for Boeing down in St. Louis all summer working on autonomous flight. You know, wow. so, so there's obvious, like he, he will say that um, robotics changed his life. Because it it helped him choose a an area that one he was interested in, but two he didn't know if he could do it until he did robotics. Right. So it so, kind of opens that avenue. Exactly. Yes. And and then, but but um, robotics is so much more than just building a robot, um, because you have to have teamwork and good communication skills and really great problem-solving skills um, because that's the whole gist. You don't know what you're going to build until you get this challenge. You have to think through the logistics, strategize, communicate. Um, the kids who go out for robotics are more comfortable leading in school, and therefore, you know, when they choose whatever they're going to do in the future, taking on those challenges with like, okay, it's okay if we don't do it right the first time. I can right. keep working and keep working until I get it. Well, and I think, as you said, the communication aspect, the leadership aspect, the teamwork aspect, those are all things that I don't think people think of when they're, when they think, oh, robotics. Well, or, I, I think of battle bots and just, right. the, you, you, I, I think of the finished product. Yes. Not, not the journey to get there. But the end of it, I don't see the process. I just look at the product yeah. and what, what has come about. And I liken it to History Day in a way. You know, oh. I've heard a lot of people that, that talk about History Day in a, in a negative sense because it's a, it's a stressful project for right. eighth graders. But the reason we do it is not so they focus on one specific topic. It's so that they learn the different skills that it takes to do the research, to to, to create a project um, along the way. You know, we're not teaching about one specific thing. That's not the goal. We are teaching them how to be better learners. Yeah. If they're better learners, they're going to be able to pick up on things in the future that they didn't know they were going to be able to pick up on. And I think if you look back and you talk to those students that have uh, maybe complained about it at the time, would now look back and, and actually be very thankful right. for that opportunity um, just because... As you said, you're put in uncomfortable situations. If you're constantly in a comfortable situation, you won't grow as a person or as a learner. But if you're uncomfortable, that's where you're going to see your growth. That's why I push my kids to do things like robotics and Lego League because it is, it's a, it can be a task. Oh yeah. And two two tenets of uh, first robotics is uh, first is cooperation. It's kind of a made up word, but the kids have to work together. And yes, they want to be as competitive as possible, but not without losing that sense of professionalism. Like it's, we want to work with the others. We don't tear somebody down, else right. down to build ourselves up. So that, and then 
that falls into the gracious professionalism that is drilled into them from the very beginning that you always work with others, not against. Yeah, that constructive criticism component there. What's the, is there, are there seasons? Is this, a, a, goes along with the school year? Are there two different seasons? Is, you know, and I'm not sure what uh, Tad's got here for questions, but what happens if somebody's interested now? They, well, so it's not too late to join. Okay. There will get to be a point uh, like where we will not be able to have people register yet for this season. Uh, they pretty much follow the school year, but as long as you can get registered before mid-November, you could come on and join. And okay. uh, Now, Lego League is full. full <laughs> like we right. have a full roster. But at the high school level, there's not limits to your roster, so we okay. could definitely have somebody come and learn and... So this this will be a school year long. Yes. Um, yeah. We actually just, we'll be we'll be done with competition for FTC this year in February. But we don't stop meeting. We meet right. after that to do some learning, learning CAD, right. learning um, working on my project. Yes. Yes. Working on. The, do you want to explain your project? No, Travis? I don't want to explain it because there might be somebody out there. Okay. But. It's it's on the DL then. We yes, won't, yes, won't it talk is. About it. We'll get but it, but we'll I get have it talked to uh, robotics about <laughs> my million dollar idea. I like it. I like yeah. it. So I, I, obviously, Joanna is on the technical uh, on the technology side of things here at Dyke New Hartford. Um, and just to shift gears a little bit here, um, I, we've worked together in talking about internet safety uh, for our children and for our students. And right now, especially the internet can be a very volatile and overwhelming place for, heck, for me and obviously our students. Um, what advice would you give to parents or students uh, about staying safe on the internet? Uh, have the conversation with your students about too much information. Uh, the kids do not have to put everything in their life out there. Um, I try to analogize it to um, wearing a billboard. So... If you don't want people to know where you live, your name, um, even the, the tiniest parts of yourself, think before you post. That's one conversation. The other thing, and I know this is not very popular among the kids at all, but limit the screen time. They don't need to be on their phones, their devices 24-7 because we're finding, as well, not we're, um, research is showing that um, too much uh, social media time, too much screen time is really detrimental to their um, social emotional growth. Um, a lot of kids are experiencing much greater anxiety um, and uh, suicidal tendencies because they compare their lives to what they see on the internet. Right. And what they see on the internet isn't real. <laughs> it's like the best parts of everybody's life. And sometimes it's not even real. It's fake stuff. Right. And, right. <laughs> you know, to, especially, you know, a young person trying to figure out who they are and, and, you know, what their worth is. They look at these unreal examples and they just feel terrible about themselves. Um, and then of course, you know, watch for cyberbullying. Um, one tip that again, very unpopular is, um, as parents, know your child's passwords into their social media. Because if, you know, God forbid, they'd go missing, a subpoena could take weeks to get. But 
knowing your child's password, you could get into their social media and see who they were talking to, what was happening. And um, again, it's conversations constantly, like keep, keep in touch on what your kids are doing. Yeah, they're not always easy conversations. Uh, I think what happens too, a lot of times are, as parents, we become very trusting of our own children, sometimes to a fault. Um, you, you think that nothing is going to happen but you don't know everything that's happening behind the screen. And that, as a teacher of sixth grade students right now, I see that a lot. I see kids who are learning the the dangers of social media and things like that firsthand, and it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and I, from the tech side of it, uh, we have Bloxy, which is kind of our little internet police for the Chromebooks and stuff. And um, I receive an email every time there's uh, malicious or uh, sexual content or anything like that. And and so I try to, if it's something that's over the top, then I try to at least let them know and say, hey, let's, big brother's watching, you know, let's, let's do something else with your time. And, yeah. you know, this isn't your computer and, you know, do the right thing and, and just try to help them that way as well. It's not it's not a spying thing. It's more of a checks and balances uh, kind of thing. And most time when I when I get one, I'll send it to the the student, but I'll also send it to the parent just so the parent knows what's going on. And and many times I'll get a reply back from the parent saying thank you very much. Uh, we'll we'll have a discussion with with our student. So um, yeah, I totally hundred percent agree with everything. It, it's a tough it's a tough one. We're in this <laughs> weird time too where. I'll, I will use my own family as, a, as an example, my grandparents and things like that. Learn, they're learning how to use the internet too, um, and they're, they're older. So they, you know, they are, they'll easily spread misinformation or oh, yeah. click on things that they shouldn't click on. And I don't know how many times we've had to, you know, I've had to go over and actually uh, help them with some virus issues, right. things like that, you know, and right. it, it, it seems funny, but at the same time, you're seeing it from our, our youngest children and some of our the elders, elders, you know, the senior citizens almost that, um, have not grown up with the technology yet. So it's, yeah. we're, it's a weird, we're in catch 22 right, right. now. So. And it's, I think it's unfortunate that people are out there to deceive you and to, I mean, just, it's, that, that's the frustrating part is, you know, the internet and technology can be so great, but, mm-hmm. you know, you have those people out there that are up to no good and just ruin it. And that's why we have what we have, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Yep. So. All right. Well, uh, by the way, Joanna here is a big NFL and, and uh, Big Ten fan. What are your predictions for this year? Oh, man, I knew this was coming. So <laughs> I know Tad's a Bears fan. Yeah, but you don't, and, you don't. You don't have to humor me. So, and I know, well, what are you a fan of? Well, I grew up in Wisconsin, so you oh. can guess. Cheese. Yeah, no, I love the Packers, and uh, they had a rough first week, but they've been looking pretty good. Aaron Rodgers is strong. He's got a good receiving team. Defense is coming along, so my prediction is for the Packers. We're hoping beyond hope that maybe they'll win the Super Bowl this year. Um, now, Big Ten. I would be. I am a Wisconsin fan, but Graham Mertz is not uh, performing very well. I don't know where our running back game went. Um, so I'm putting 
all of my eggs in the Iowa basket this year. So like go that. Hawkeyes. We're going for um, for sure Big Ten championship. And, um, again, I think there is a chance there could be a national championship on the line for the Hawkeyes. Oh, I like it. Look at Travis. <laughs> He's like it. Pains. A longtime Hawkeye fan. I That would be awesome. I don't think it will happen, but. Well, you know, they got to get past Georgia, Alabama, but. Yeah. Well, they got to get past Penn State first. Oh, that's true. So that's my next question. Penn State, Iowa this weekend, 3 o'clock. Uh-huh. Who you got? Hawkeyes. You got a score? Score, yeah. Um, It's going to be, I'm going to say 17-13. I was going to say, it could be a low score. I I think it'll be a low scoring game. Yeah, I was going to go 24-21. I was gonna say seventeen fourteen before. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I was coming down to a field goal was my that was my my thought. So yep, Iowa will somehow make it a close game. They will. They it's like they play down or up to their right. competition. They do. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't I, matter if they're. Although last week they yeah, holy cow, they totally surprised. I think everybody. Oh man. Let's just hope they don't muff it to Wisconsin. <laughs> right. Exactly. I do like you, having an extra couple days though. Right. Have you been to a Wisconsin game? Do you think I've been to a Wisconsin game? Yes. No? <laughs> yes. yes. I went to school at Madison. Okay. So I've been to many. But did they have the jump around? Yes. The third? No, uh, the jump around the... actually started after my years at okay. Wisconsin, but I've been to many games since because they started in the 90s. Okay. Um, Mid 90s doing jump around. So I know how to jump around. <laughs> That's, tra- <laughs> That's Travis's go to. Like. That kind of, that is my go. We had a, Random question one time, what is, if you walk into a room and you want to get it hopping, what, what's the go-to song? Or what do you want to walk into? And I said, jump around. Because everybody just automatically, as soon as you hear the horns, as soon as you hear it, it's, yeah. it's, it's on. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and can't argue with it. Well, and if you've yeah, ever been to Camp Randall, no, so the place shakes. I know, that, that's... <laughs> I would love to go to a game and experience the whole thing. I think the whole um, – I've been to Madison quite a few times, not for football, but just the city itself, and it looks like it's a good time. And if you get up to Madison, don't leave before the fifth quarter because the band is phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. Maybe. Tickets are hard to count. Well, they're probably uh, pretty, pretty – a little bit easier this year. easier this year. <laughs> Uh, Iowa fans. We always wanted to. There. We know. We always wanted to go as an Iowa fan up there, but I I feel like you don't want to go in there with the opposing gear on. Just not 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 that anything ever stopped you from doing it. Well, not, not that it would ever happen, but I mean, I, I just feel like the enjoyment of the game wouldn't be. I, no, it's you you'd know have what? to you know you get heckled and you know stuff like that. You don't not so much really you go it's... incognito. Then you can kind of. I will say when we when I was in college, it was. Just devastating to go to an Iowa game because you had Hayden Fry at that time. Right. You guys always won. We were terrible in the 80s. And um, the yellow and black that just dominated the field was just intimidating. But you know what? We've had our years. Maybe it's time for you guys to take over again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's the true random question of the day, Joanne. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is the best snack at the movie theater. Okay, so it's Red Vines and Dr. Pib. Now, when you say Red Vines... Licorice. But 
when I think of, it's not the real stringy one. No. It's the legit. Like, it's like old-fashioned red like vine. Rope. Well, it's no. actually a little bit hard. So you yeah. bite the top off. And you okay. use it as a straw. Oh, so you have the hole Mr. in the middle. Pib. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, and you put it in the pib. Yes. And use it as a straw. It's crazy delicious. See, I had seen That's a big, big time bang. there. I'd seen a Big Bang Theory where Sheldon Cooper does that. So I know what you're well, talking guess where about. they got it from. No, 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 no. And it's oh. from Saturday Night Live. Oh. <laughs> There's a skit <laughs> where they go where it's a rap and they're like, uh, red vines and pib equals crazy delicious. <laughs> True. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Red now. vines and pib. All right. What well, What about you? Um, I, I, I do like movie popcorn is something different that you can't get anywhere else, and I do enjoy when um they have the the butter glunker that you can do your own. Some places have that. I suppose COVID's probably ruined all that, but um that is that is awesome. Um, my family's big into the M and M's in the popcorn i don't i don't know if i really have a go-to it ha- it'd be something chocolatey i always i always bounce back and forth between um sour patch kids and milk duds yeah milk milk duds would be especially the milk duds that melt together yeah and you get the king it dud counts, it counts as one <laughs> yeah yeah those are the good ones sometimes yeah. when i Same go into amount of calories <laughs> yeah have you guys go, seen Saving Silverman? You get, you get one not. I shouldn't ask you, but why, why do you, you ask? get one nacho? When you get more than one nacho stuck to another nacho, it counts as one nacho. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do go into um, like convenience stores um, when we're on the road or something. I'll sometimes get milk duds, and I'll actually grab the box and feel the box because you can feel if they've melted together, or you shake it, and if it shakes really good, then I'll. Discard it and find one. Yeah, I like the ones that are. I, I like the, the yeah. You know, okay. Sometimes you gotta like you have to peel the box just to get it out. Yeah. Because it's the milk that is so big. So I know what Travis is getting for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Great vi- red vine and Doctor Pipnosh. Right. <laughs> Although I do. So, do you nibble on the red vine as you drink the pib, or do you get a new straw after? Oh. Like several seconds. So obviously you get many red vines in a right. package. So you put one in the pib, but then you eat the okay. other ones. Okay. Okay. So you, yeah. I don't know if you if the pib flavor and you chew it. They they go but, together but you really well. One, it's a great <laughs> pairing. <laughs> well, I have something to try now. So yeah, I I never even would have thought of that. So all right, Joanna. I uh, just want to thank you for joining us tonight on DNH Loose Change again. Um, you know, best of luck this year with between Lego League and um, robotics. And we appreciate all that you do as classroom teachers. We appreciate all that you do to help and support us throughout this school year. So well, thank, thank you. Thank you. It's fun. Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reinecke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reinecke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, 
Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at rennykeyconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or r-e-i-n-c-o-n-s-t at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, Wolverines, that does it for Trad and Travis. Ah, Tad and Travis, blah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it's, it's been one of those weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Over here at DNH Loose Change. Uh, was a fun episode tonight to, to create. Yeah. And again, as we've mentioned every time with Loose Change, you know, I know Steve Coop, but I don't know the man behind the myth, the legend. Nolan Dahl had never talked to him. Right. Ever before, and I, I do converse with Joanna, you know, quite a bit. But as far as the robotic side of it, I didn't know how those were. I, I like I mentioned, I'm so I have a picture in my mind, and it has to be broken, you know. So I think of battle bots, and so I kind of think of that arena, and you know, the whole show that goes there, and and uh, yeah, so she helped me out with a different. <laughs> A different view. And, and, you know, talking to, doing these interviews like with Steve tonight, and it was the same way with Sarah and, and our early retirees last year, um, you learn so much and you and you just kind of get lost in the conversation because you're enjoying the stories that they're telling. Right. And it's it's fun. Then you kind of just, you realize that you're going to miss it more than you than you realize even. Yeah, we, I felt point. like we could have kept going with Steve. Oh, absolutely. For just a long, I mean, we didn't even get into... Like teaching stories or coaching stories or And we know he's got some good ones. Oh yes, he's definitely has some. So But yeah, we definitely we, we were blessed uh with some great very, very solid interviews over the last season and a half and yeah. It's gonna, it's well, gonna and one thing with Steve he talked about uh, you know, how good teachers are replaced, you know, and I I, I agree, but I disagree. I mean, you, there's only one Steve Coop, and sure, there may be somebody that comes in and and does a good job, but you know, everybody is unique and individual in their own way. And you know, I think Steve sells himself short on the value and how much you know he does mean to you know DNH. Yeah, and you know, I I don't know what it is, but I think of Mark Parker and and Steve Coop and. They want to ride off in the sunset and do their own thing. They don't want to just, right. they don't want the big pity party or anything like that. Or yep. they just want to enjoy it and leave on their terms and do their own thing. And you got to respect it. Yep, absolutely. So. All right. So first pitch tonight, um, we have a lot of different ways we could go with this. But personally, I, I want to give this first pitch to uh, Will Reingart. Um Organizing the cross country meet is one thing, but organizing the fun run for the kids was it K six? Yes, yeah, yeah. And yep. then junior high. And then there's a junior high meet, and then a JV, and then varsity. It's it's not a small undertaking. It's it takes a thousand 
over a thousand kids. It takes a long time, uh, a long time. And Will will never, he's the same way. He'll never tell anybody uh, how much work he puts into this. But I know he was there basically from sun up oh, yeah. until way past sundown last, last yeah, night. Yeah, and I talked to him a little bit today about it. I was unfortunate. We had volleyball uh, the night before or that night, so I wasn't able to make it out there. But um, I helped him two years ago. And there are flags, there's everything going on. And he talked about uh, today how there was a, uh, a senior scramble going on at the same time as they were trying to set things up. So he's trying to put up flags and also dodge golf balls and, you know, try to be respectful for the uh, the golfers that are still out there as they're on the course. And um, it, it is a an entire day's job to put that together. I mean... It, just the stuff from painting the lines to putting up the stuff to having the, stuff organized. That's just the physical stuff. I mean, the right. the organization that goes in, the legwork that goes behind it, too. He is one of the best communicators with anyone that he has volunteering. Uh, right. He, he does a lot of work that yep. people don't understand. So. Well, and there's a reason why we're hosting districts as well. Yeah, absolutely. They don't, they don't just give those out to anybody. It's There's a reason it's it's here quite often. Yeah, it's yeah. well run, and um, you know between Will and and Barry Cavalier, I mean that's the undertaking is, you know, as a baseball coach I can appreciate it because you know as a baseball coach we take care of the field and you know get the field ready and stuff like that and you know um, it's one of the few sports where you know you know cross country where you're pretty much on the hook if if you want it done it, it's going to be up to you. Yeah, I think of that. So. And, yep in the same boat so yep no he's he does a great job with that very good uh well anything else to add i don't think so okay well i feel like this is a good spot to leave off i like it all right thanks wolverines we will catch you next week on dnh loose change Thank you.